0: We're continuing our study in the Gospel of John, the miracles that Jesus did. We come to chapter 11 today. Chapter 11 of the Gospel of John. For our text as we work our way through the miracles of Jesus. My mother entertained all kinds of people. Some she served cake. Others, she served supper. Everyone always had coffee. But even with all of her kind-hearted ways, I could tell there were certain people that she went all out to serve them the best that she had. Some of those chosen ones were good at conversation. Some were just fun to be with. But I would say on the top, Of that list of mom's favorites was one person. And that was my Uncle Ad. His wife, Frida, was my mother's sister. And so when Frida and Ad came, mom really rolled out the red carpet. For years they came to visit in the spring on their way home from uh, winter in Florida And in the fall, they came for a visit on their way back to Florida. And Uncle Ad would always arrive late in the morning. First thing he got out of the car, say, I can't stay long. (laughs) And he'd stay overnight and leave early the next day. That meant Mom only had one supper to prepare for them. I remember it was in the fall. Mom went all out to make Uncle Ad a dinner that would never be forgotten. Now, Uncle Ad loved vegetables of all kinds. Our table was full. There were so many bowls on the table, you couldn't see the table anymore. Uh, There were bowls of food in every square inch in the table. It looked like Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, Everything you could think of, uh, bowls all full of potatoes and sweet corn, A great big bowl of cauliflower, one of Uncle Ed's favorites. And I had never seen a dinner quite like it. Meat and bread and vegetables. I could tell Mom really pulled out all the stops to please Uncle Ed. And as Mom finally sat down at the table, she said, I hope there's something you like. (laughs) And Uncle Ed said, Oh, look, I see something just for me. He reached out into the big bowl of cauliflower and pulled out a giant big fat green worm. (laughs) And he sat it right on his plate. (laughs) My mother was so embarrassed, and of course, he made the most out of it, picked up that green worm and said, yum, yum, yum. (laughs) We were all delighted when Uncle Ed came to town. It was a celebration, and it was full red carpet treatment because everybody loved Uncle Ed. And every visit was memorable. And full attention was given to Freedom Ed each time they came. In our text today, we have a family who was absolutely delighted with a visitor. And like Mom, the ladies of the house roll out the red carpet whenever their friend came for a visit. Now this family lived two miles from Jerusalem. In a little town called Bethany. And their visitor came. Whenever there was a holiday. To be celebrated in Jerusalem. The family was none other than Mary. And her sister Martha. And their brother whose name was Lazarus. Their honored guest. Was Jesus of Nazareth. Who usually came with his disciples. And so great feasts were served. In that home in Bethany in honor of Jesus, their dearest friend. It was a high point whenever Jesus came to visit. Now in our studies we have come to the seventh miracle in John's list. And as I was reading the various commentaries about this miracle... One writer wrote that this seventh miracle is the greatest miracle because it's the least possible thing for us to do. I can't quite agree with that assessment. I find it quite impossible for me to turn water into wine. And uh, neither can I take five little loaves and feed thousands of people. It's quite impossible. And walking on water, every time I ever tried it, I failed. (laughs) Those miracles were proof that Jesus was the creator and had power over the material world and power over the laws of the created world. The miracles proved all things were made by him. The healing miracles prove that Jesus could also recreate paralyzed legs, blind eyes, in particular because he was moved with compassion. He felt love and pity for those people who needed his help. Now, remember those two things. He is the creator with power to back it up. And secondly, he is moved with the compassion at the sight of human sorrow. Keep those in mind, because everything is about to get turned upside down. And so we begin first the situation at hand. John chapter 11, I begin reading at verse 1. Now a certain man was thick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, So that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and his sister and Lazarus. Let's make it clear. Jesus was adored by these people. They had given him the red carpet treatment at all times. But the feeling here is mutual. Jesus adores Mary and Martha and Lazarus. He loves to sit at their table and talk on into the night when he's there. It's his favorite stop when he's anywhere near Jerusalem. The two sisters send a message. There's no request in it. There's no instruction to follow. It is only plain simple information. He who you love is sick. And Jesus answers, it's not a sickness that will lead to death. Now the place where Jesus was staying was one day's journey from Bethany. Verse number 6 When he heard therefore that he was sick He abode two days still in the same place where he was. And so he stays put for two days after he hears the message. And then he says in verse 11, These things said he, and after he saith to them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, that I go, that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well, albeit Jesus spake of his death. But they thought he had spoken about taking a rest and sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. One day for the news to go from Bethany to Jesus. Jesus stays put two days. And then there's one day for Jesus to travel back to Bethany. And that's four days. A day to get the information, two days in staying there, a day to travel back. That's four days. Verse 17, when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. So, here's what had to happen. As soon as the messenger left, with the news that Lazarus was sick, to tell Jesus that, as soon as he left, the messenger left, Lazarus died. Whatever the disease was, it took him quickly and the two sisters watched helplessly as their brother quickly faded away and then breathed his last breath. No, Jesus. He did not come. They have now carefully wrapped the body in a linen cloth and anointed him with the burial spices. They have laid him in a tomb outside a town. No Jesus. It's now four days since Lazarus died, and still no Jesus. Finally, the news arrives at that sad and mourning house, Jesus is coming. Down to verse 20. Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. And Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Those sad and bitter words. If you have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And I'm sure. Of that. Is that. True. Well I think so. I think it is true. If Jesus had been there. Certainly. He who can heal crippled legs. And blind eyes. Could have cured Lazarus's disease. And you may say. But. But. Jesus can't be everywhere at once. Ah, didn't he heal. The nobleman's son. 20 miles away. Yes he did. Therefore could he not. Have cured Lazarus. From a distance. Yes he could. But he didn't. So Martha goes to get Mary, who did not go out to Jesus when she heard he was coming, but preferred just to sit in the house. Verse 28, when she had said so she went her way, called Mary her sister secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. And as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. And the Jews which were with her in the house comforted her. When they saw Mary, she rose up hastily, went out, followed her, saying, She goeth to the grave to weep. And when Mary was come to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here... My brother would not have died. There it is again. Very same words. If you had been here, he wouldn't have died. As a matter of fact, as we read on, it seems to be the same thought on everybody's mind. Verse 37, and some of them said... Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? It seems that everyone knew that this home in Bethany had been a refuge and a retreat for Jesus. And often he got the red carpet treatment when he went. So why if he so loved And cared for. Why didn't he reach out. And heal Lazarus. And the whole town. Thinks the same thing. If you have been there. Lazarus would not have died. (coughs) My friends. Listen carefully to me. This may be. Your story. Maybe Jesus has been a frequent guest in your house. And maybe you've asked him to bless many a meal at your table. And maybe you've prayed for his help and received blessings from his hands. But one day came something into your home. A sickness. Some great sadness. A sore trial. And you prayed. But he did not respond. And maybe you too laid to rest a loved one. And you wonder, where were you, Lord? Why didn't you answer my prayer? If you had come, my brother or my mother or my husband would not have died. Have you ever had those thoughts? Have you ever felt that in your hour of need, Jesus abandoned you. The telling of this story is certainly a difficult passage. That may be why John was the only one to tell it. Because it's full of very hard questions. But stop. Stop. What are we supposed to remember? Jesus is the great creator and he moves with love and compassion when touched by human sorrow and suffering. It's what we were supposed to remember before we started. Jesus said in verse 5 that he loved Martha And his sister and Lazarus. So this undertow of negative feeling. Seems to have forgotten. That Jesus is moved by sorrow and suffering. Listen as Jesus tries to set the record straight. Verse 4, when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Lazarus' sickness isn't about death. It's about God's glory. And Jesus speaks to Martha some wonderful words in verse 23. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. And Martha said, I know he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me though he were dead. Yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me. Shall never die. Believest thou this? She said unto him. Yea Lord I believe that thou art the Christ. The son of God which had come into the world. Martha tells Jesus, yes, I know that there's a future resurrection, but what do I do about my sorrow right here now? Jesus says, I am resurrection. And now Mary, who did not run out to see Jesus until she was summoned Finally comes, makes the same accusation. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Verse number 33. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said to the Jews, behold, how he loved him. In verse 38, Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. Groaning in spirit twice. What does that mean? Groaning in spirit. There's a pain down deep inside of Jesus. This sharp pang of sympathy that feels the cruel grip of death as it tears away our loved ones from us. And leaves us humans so wounded and so weary and so sad. And he groans because it is the grip of sin, rebellion against God, that made death such a frightening thing. And so he groans because of what death does. And then he weeps. He's crying with them, not just a few tears. What a broken hearted cry. And they comment wow. He really did love him. And then he goes to the tomb. And there it is. Sealed. Death has done its awful deed. And all we can do is close the door. And try to get over it. And so they close the door and try to get over it. And he groans again at the cruelty of death. Verse 38. Jesus therefore again groaning in himself cometh to the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. And Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. And Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he's been dead four days. I love that. I love that. He comes to the stone. He said, take away the stone. Open the door. Get the door open. Martha says, but death won. He will be decayed. After four days, death won. Jesus opened that door. He must have said it in such a way that they did it. Jesus saith unto her, verse 40, said I not unto thee if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldst see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Again, this is all about The glory of God. Verse 41. They took away the stone from the place where it was laid. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said. Father I thank thee thou hast heard me. I know that thou hearest me always. Because of the people which stand by. I said it. That they may believe that thou hast sent me. A prayer of thanksgiving. Jesus says to his father. In everybody's hearing. Let's show them. Shall we? Thank you. Now let's show them. Verse 43. When he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. What a voice that must have been. What a command. No, we can't do it. It is impossible for us, but he can. He demands the door be opened. This is not the end of the story. We're not going to close the door on this. And now Lazarus was dead for four days. The Bible tells us that when they died, they went to paradise, the place of the dead. So Jesus' command went through this world and this dimension It went... Out of this dimension, crossed the lines of dimension into that place of the dead where Lazarus had been for four days and called Lazarus to return from that dimension to this one and Lazarus broke down the walls and left the place of the dead and returned to his body and Jesus the great physician don't forget healed that body it was so sick it died but he healed it and when Lazarus entered back into his own body full of life energy now he sits up hangs his legs over the side to the ground stood up But being all wrapped so tightly, he can only shuffle over the door to the tomb. Jesus commands, untie him, loose him, let him go. I'm going to tell you what. If it were me, I'd have been afraid to remove those grave clothes. I'd have been afraid to do that. What would he look like? Sunken eyes, wrinkled skin, all gray in color, the open mouth of the dead. No, no. Fully healthy, good color, bright eyes, Lazarus lives again. And now we know... This amazing miracle was motivated by the sorrow and suffering of Mary and Martha and their friends, but much more, Jesus defied death, twisted death's arm, and made death release its victim, and thus showed his power extended over death and into the grave, into its prison, and tore the bars away and called the dead back to life. A considerable display of power. Much more than changing water into wine. It is the great human enemy. It is the problem of being human. The sinning soul is bound to die, but Jesus can reverse the power of death, and he can do it because he himself says, I am resurrection. Here he would reverse the power of death temporarily or Lazarus would die again but later on he'll do it permanently amen Amen. let me ask you this then was Jesus late (laughs) was it true if you had been here My brother would not have died. No, Jesus is never late. He hears your prayers. He knows what to do. The real prayer we need to pray is this. Can you see the glory of God in what he does? Can you see it would have been so much less of a miracle and so much less... Truth revealed if Jesus arrived on Mary and Martha's timeline. But he came later and did something no one dreamed he could do. He defied death and gave us a look at what it was to make death surrender. How much greater are God's plans than ours? Let God do it His way, my friends, and many will learn so much more. Verse 45 Many of the Jews which came to Mary and seen the things that Jesus did believed on Him. Thank God for the delay that taught us so much about the Master who held his hand on death's throat and forced it to surrender. Next week, Jewish leaders decide Jesus must die. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you did and for how freeing it is to know that you have power to extend beyond the grave into our future, that someday the Bible says you will call every person to resurrection. We look forward to a glorious day when Jesus shows his power in such a way as that. And we bow our heads before you as our great master and creator who loved us, gave himself for us, and showed us his power over death. Thank you for that. And we thank you it has set us free. Bless us as we consider these things. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Closing, like to turn your hymn book, if you will. Hymn number 161. Standing as we sing, only believe. All things are possible. Only believe.
1: 161, stand together with us. help our hearts to be open to see what you have for us. Oftentimes the things that you have for us are not what we expect, not how we expect them, not when we expect them, but you have a plan for us. Your power reaches through all time and all dimensions and all circumstances, all situations. There is nothing you cannot do. Help our hearts to believe that help us to be listening to you be ready though we have had sadnesses sorrows trials things sore in our lives though we have waited it seems sometimes for things help our belief to be strong in you to know that you have all things in hand you go ahead of us and select the path that we must walk we thank you for the care that you have done with that. We ask that you would help all of these folks in this place and who are watching, wherever they are, be with them. Protect them. Watch over them. Bring us all back to this place, we pray. We ask for your special hand in what we do this week. Help our hearts to be believing and strong, we ask in your name. Amen. Amen.